Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Friday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harridge here with the WBR Investing Podcast. Hope everyone had a really good day and a good week. I want to share something with you uh, before we get to the markets. All-time highs again today. A lot of interesting things happening that we noticed. Um, yeah, this is uh, this is called a melt-up bull market, folks. Uh, but before we do, I want to share something with you that we share with our subscribers today, uh, this morning. Uh, and that is uh, uh, this travesty, this uh, disaster uh, that is a Biden's Afghanistan policy, and uh, just the morning of, of what happened yesterday, uh, 13 Marines gave their lives in Afghanistan as, as our coward in chief, and these illegitimate military yes-men, which is all they are, they're clueless, they're watching their backsides only, but they placed our young men and women in high peril. Uh one thing we've talked about here openly, honest, honestly, for a long time, because we're independents, folks. We 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 don't we we don't have a we don't have a horse in this race, right? Our, our horse is truth. Our horse our horse is being a patriotic American. What's best for America? So we cover these disasters from both left and right the way the the way we believe they should be covered. So. Going back to Afghanistan and Iraq wars, why did they happen? They happened because of 9-11 false flag that drug us into the Middle East war. This, this began with George W. Bush, with this neocon henchman, but yesterday's disaster is all Joe fucking Biden. Look, in the VRA, uh, and, and you know we've, we've been very fortunate over the last uh, almost 20 years now uh, to put together and really surround ourselves in a community uh, with a large number of active military uh, and veterans here uh, that we cherish, these are these are these. There, there is no one more special to us and to our country than these men and women that have risked it all for this country for for really for shit pay, but they do it for all the right reasons, right? Uh, reminds me of our greatest generation. You know, these are these are the best of us. But folks, this piece of shit president doesn't deserve to wear the title of commander-in-chief, does he? And he certainly doesn't, shouldn't have the ability to put our young men and women in harm's way. You know, uh, my uncle and my cousin, uh, Tyler's as well, uh, they have oh, more than 60 years in the military between them. And uh, speaking to them yesterday, I can tell you they're distraught. Obviously, they're angry. Uh, they're confused. Uh, it's demoralizing. But these are, again, great men, American-loving patriots. I didn't serve, but I can tell you that uh, we have the deepest level of sympathy, empathy, hopefully, for those that have served and for their families. And anyone that's on the right, anybody that's, that's running uh, to, get, to get elected or reelected, locally, federally, statewide, wherever you're running, if you're not vocally, daily, and aggressively calling for Joe Biden's head on a stick, calling him to be impeached or to resign. Hopefully they have the honor to resign. We know the odds of that are slim to none. But your, your chances of winning are also slim to none because we have good memories. We have long memories. We won't forget. Thankfully, we're seeing a lot of Republicans, high-profile Republicans, that are standing up and calling for Biden to resign. His whole cabinet... Everybody on the military side is 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 is, is, is Republican, is so-called Republicans, conservative generals, right? Uh, that uh, all they could do was criticize Trump, 
and now they're just falling in lockstep right behind their boy Biden. There's nothing conservative. There's nothing American loving about these guys. They're puppets. And I'll, I'll, I'll also say this. Again, our deepest sympathies, thoughts, and prayers go out to the families and the friends of the loved ones that we lost yesterday. Everyone here deserves so much better. But there's a flip side to this coin that our losers in power right now, our coward in chief, there's a flip side of this coin they should remember. Because, folks, we have the power. We have the military. We have law enforcement. By we, I mean patriotic Americans, God-fearing Americans. We have the military. We have law enforcement. We have a massive moral majority on our side. We also have guns and God on our side. So unless our powers that be want to see an actual insurrection, not the bullshit they called insurrection of January 6th, unless they want to see an actual insurrection, they should be very mindful of their future steps because a lot of people are starting to pay serious attention to what's happening as uh, if, you, if you're a fan of Occam's Razor, the simplest explanation is usually the, the correct answer to a problem to, or, or an equation. Occam's Razor sure seems to be pointing to the fact that our leaders are purposefully trying to destroy America. That's treason of the highest order. That's a hanging offense. And uh, this is not something we're going to let go. Folks, we've got the 20, 20 years of 9-11 coming up here. 20 years, not an anniversary, but 20 years since 9-11. And, 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 and here is, here is Joe Biden just giving away the farm $80 billion in military equipment, weaponry. If you've seen the videos of just stacks and stacks of $100 bills on, on pallets with all the guns that they got and the serious weapons. We have armed a terrorist organization. It's... Uh, You really don't know what to say. You know, I do this for a living. I write and I speak for a living. After 36 years of doing this, I uh, like to think that I know how to put together a, a thought or two based on the reality of what we're seeing happen right before our eyes. And I'm having a hard time with it right now because it is so demoralizing, which brings me back to a couple of points. What's the number one goal, the number one strategy of communists when they're trying to take over a society. The number one strategy is to demoralize the population. Do you feel demoralized today? I do. My uncle and my cousin do. But we can't let these win. These uh, We can't let these communists win. Let's hope that we can wait till we get to the midterms next year and blow them out of the water, take back the House and the Senate, hopefully this time around, with um, actual, actual America first representatives uh, instead of our uniparty uh, permanent ruling class elected leaders like a Mitch McConnell and a Lindsey Graham. It does feel like we're, uh, we're, we're running out of time to take our country back because these, these enemies of ours have a, have a game plan, folks. Pandemic, rigged election, now what's happening here, tearing, tearing America down. Yeah, this is, a, this is a big wake-up call, folks. This is a big wake-up call. Okay, not the easiest days to uh, talk about the markets, but uh, let's do that here because that's also our job. 
uh, record highs today. Again, in the uh, S&P 500 and NASDAQ, Dow Jones not too far behind. But, uh, and boy, small caps. Wow. Rust 2000 of 2.8% today. Our leader again. The Rust 2000 now has led for the last four, four to five days the market's been up. R2K has led all four of those days and led by a considerable margin. That is a great sign, folks, for the broad market, for the uh, theme of rising tide eventually lifts all boats, and for the U.S. economy as more than 70% of our revenues come from American small cap companies. Great sign. Uh, also, i got to give a shout-out to uh, Rich Ross and Ed Hyman and the team over at Evercore. We, we just love their work. Uh, we, we, we talk about it often with our subscribers here at the VRA uh, because there's, no, there's nobody on Wall Street that's better. You know, Tyler and I, uh, we'd like to think we do a pretty decent job of, uh, of, of calling our shots, but we're in Sugar Land, Texas, right? We're not on Wall Street. These guys are right there, and they're, they're the best. They're, they're the best. Uh, best economists, best, best market forecasters, without question. Uh, I'll put them second to us. How about that? Rich Ross, though, has said for at least, I think six months, six months is what I read, I believe, on Tuesday this week, that from six months ago, his target for the S&P 500 was 4,500. We hit that today by, by, by Labor Day, by Labor Day. And by the way, in case you're curious, Rich Ross, he's their, their chief market technician at Evercourt. Ed Hyman's their top, their top dog there, but Ross is their top technician and, and market watcher. And Ross also has a year-end target of the S&P 500 of 5,000. We'll call it another 10% plus from here by year end. Uh, my money's on these guys, folks. Got to keep buying the dip. In bull markets like this, because this is that bull market, you can buy the dip. As you know, if you've been joining us here, uh, we were, um, but let me cover the rest. Now, NASDAQ up a big 1.2% today, up 183 points. Again, holding that $15,000 plat uh, level at 15129 and then, uh, look, you know the rest of the story, right? Uh, we had gains of 8 tenths, 1%. SPF 100 again, Rust 2000 at 2.8%. Very, very good sign. Uh, our concerns have now been taken care of. Uh, we, uh, we took some profits in a few positions here of late, and uh, we were glad we did so because, again, for the last three months, this has not been a great market. This has not been. It's been, it's been thin. It's been narrow. Right, if you owned the very biggest of companies, you were making some money, but nothing else. Right, the average stock lost fifteen point eight percent from its highs. It's been a pretty ugly internal correction of the last three months. Our concerns were really threefold. Number one, the Federal Reserve and Jackson Hole. Are they going to taper? Are they going to talk about aggressively tapering? We told you they wouldn't. We told you to be dovish. What do we find out today? Jay Powell. Talks, it's in my good game about tapering, but that's all it is, folks. It's just not going to happen. Tenure today backed all the way back down to 1.31%. you got to remember, it was just back in what, February, March. They were saying, oh, my God, the tenure is going to go to uh, 25 or 3%. You know, it was 1.9% then. Uh, our call was just the other way. And uh, so far, we've been right on this. We believe we'll continue to be. Our forecast, again, is for the 10-year, for interest rates, period, to continue to drop. We're looking for a 1% or lower 10-year by the end of the year. Again, close today at 1.31%. And the reason is, you know, really simple. This is the Obama third-term economy. That's what this is. All he had was slow growth. In his eight years, still the only president that never had a GDP uh, gross uh, domestic product growth of more than 2% over his entirety of his, of his eight years. No one had ever done it before. 
Obama liked to set records. He set that one. Uh, and this is Obama's third term. So rates only go lower because of slow growth. Uh, also, folks, we know what's going on here, don't we? Uh, let's see. We've got the winter coming up. What happens in the winter? Oh, yeah. Flu season. Now, <clears throat> that means coronavirus insanity, mass hysteria is just around the corner. I'll, I'll tell you, and this is a bit of a change for us. This is what Tyler and I just uh, spoke about for the podcast, something we'll be working on this weekend. We'll have more for you on this next week. This is kind of a, an important topic, folks, because we are now getting concerned about coronavirus uh, because of vaccinations. Now, this is not something you're going to hear in mainstream media, but that's why you listen to us here. The single best expert on coronavirus from get-go, right? Now, we didn't even know this guy when it first started. We, we told you then this was a pandemic. We felt it from, from Jump Street. Alex Berenson, though, uh, you probably know his name. He's uh, used to write for the New York Times as a reporter and journalist, and he's been on, uh, he's on uh, uh, Tucker Carlson all the time. He's got a, probably one of, the, one of the best Twitter follows there are when it comes to uh, coronavirus insanity, but he's been spot on accurate about all of this. And uh, he's now concerned. And he's concerned because what we've been talking about here as well is what's happening in Israel, where you've got the, essentially the most populated, the most vaccinated country on the planet. I believe it's 85% of everyone above 16 is vaccinated in Israel and has this explosion of coronavirus cases and serious hospitalizations. Uh, he reported today, 70%, folks, 70% of everyone that's hospitalized in Israel has been vaccinated, fully vaccinated. The problem with that here is that it's now coming, the wave is coming to the UK. They're seeing it now in a, in a, in a rapid, rapid increase in hospitalizations and deaths. Yes, and deaths among the vaccinated. I spoke to uh, today, I couldn't reach one of our attorneys. Uh, and uh, wouldn't like her. Michelle always gets right back to me. And uh, so finally, I got a call today after about three emails and a voicemail. I got a call today from her paralegal in her office and said, uh, listen, uh, Michelle and her husband are both home. They're, they're pretty sick with coronavirus. And uh, she said they've both been vaccinated, but they're, 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 they're probably going to check into a hospital tonight. They're, we're, a little, we're pretty worried. Both vaccinated. We're hearing this more and more. This confirms what Berenson writes, what we're seeing in Israel, what's happening now aggressively in the U.K., and what appears to be coming here, folks, um, herd immunity, natural immunity, people that have had natural immunity, if you've had coronavirus, you should be in the clear. Folks, if you've been vaccinated, please think, please think before you go for one of these boosters. And, you know, what we also know is if you've been vaccinated, you are shedding the virus at an unbelievably high rate. Stay away from other people if you've been vaccinated. If you've been vaccinated, stay away from other people that you care about. Especially if they've not had, if they don't have natural immunity, if they've not had coronavirus. Something very off is happening with these vaccines. I've never said anything like this on a podcast. I've actually never written this either. But something's changing here. Something is changing with this you know, this is very concerning. For those of you that know what people like uh, Bill Gates are up to and know that uh, depopulation is something they're very serious about, it's time to start having these conversations, folks. And it's something we will be told. We don't, we, we, there are, no, there are no, no topics that are off limits here. 
We do our research. We do our due diligence. We know you do too. It's why you're here. And we're not going to shy away from this. Uh, so far, I've not been banned from Twitter. Uh, but uh, And we've not been kicked off our email platform either from MailChimp. But uh, they've been warned on that as well. Uh, boy, when they start banning the truth or banning people that have a position, what does that really tell you? We've known this for a long time. time folks, this is time to be awake here. It's time to be alert. From our military action, our coward in chief, people that apparently have a, an agenda to destroy America, this is not a time to go to sleep. As far as what this is going to do to the markets, boy, that's the real question. Because here we have a stock market that's melting up as a structural bull market. Structural. Built on liquidity. Surging corporate earnings, right? Inflation. Structural bull market. Meaning that it's going to keep going up pretty much regardless of what happens. But even then, at some point, like, you know, we're going to have overbought sell-offs. And this is seasonally not a great time to be in the market. So we'll keep you in the loop. Uh, we are still very fully invested here. Yeah, we've taken some profits, but I'd say we're, I'd say we're 90% invested. We've got some room to add a couple positions, but um, we're not doing that quite yet. We're going to take a little bit of a wait-and-see approach. Again, uh, this, this part of our August, September, early October, not historically a great time to be in the markets. Okay, uh, let's take a look under the hood today because, again, uh, this, was, uh, this was a great day. Uh, first of all, the internals. Uh, boy, uh, let, let me just pull this up again and refresh. So I got it just right here. Okay. Volume. Okay. This is, this is big. This is a big week. Volume today. NYSE was 85% positive, uh, upside volume. Very, 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 very good. Uh, it, uh, NASDAQ was 79%. Okay. We've had now, uh, three days with readings right in this ballpark of the last five days. Our concerns about the internals are now gone. Uh, this is, uh, we, we've had the turn. We had the test, we had the overbought pullback, and uh, that, that appears to be over again. We'll keep watching. You know, again, you know our concerns now about this virus and about the vac- those that have been vaccinated, uh, but uh, uh, we'll, uh, right now the markets are telling you it ain't no big deal. Uh, Vance declined today, 5 to 1 positive uh, NYSE. NASDAQ was better than 3 to 1 positive. Uh, again, that's advanced decline. And new 52 high lows came in at 365 stocks hitting new 52 week highs. Again, that's combined NYC and NASDAQ to just 81 hitting new 52 week lows. Uh, also, and this is, uh, we find this very interesting the percent of SP 500 stocks above their 50 day moving average is now 69%. Folks, uh, two, two, two months ago, it was 32%. The point being, Along with the internals, we're now getting confirmation that things are better. A rising tide of these big caps is lifting all boats, the mid-cap and smaller caps. Tyler just told me before this podcast that it's the, it's the uh, uh, Russell 1000, Russell 3000 hitting all-time highs. A lot of these are mid-cap names, small-cap names. They're all beginning to participate. Uh, I'm sure you saw it in your portfolio today. We saw it in ours. Uh, across the board, we're seeing gains. And that is a, a sign, again, of a, of a broad move higher. Um, what else today? Uh, sector watch, pretty much what you'd expect. Really good day across the board. Uh, 10, excuse me, 9 of 11 sectors higher. Almost nothing to the downside to speak of. Just fractional losses. The upside, energy. Uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, hurricane, uh, what are they calling this? Uh, uh, Ada, I think it is. 
eight, I believe. Uh, energy uh, portfolio, energy stocks today sector up two point six percent. Oil today up another dollar thirty a barrel. Uh, also, communication services that's tech up one one point six percent. Financials all time high today. Again, as Tyler reminded me, you have so many sectors hitting all time highs as you'd expect. As you'd expect when it's happening across the board. But again, solid day here across the board. And our commodity watch today, we had uh, gold up $26 down. Again, 10 years down. Dovish Federal Reserve, surprise, surprise. Gold should continue to get a bit here. The dollar's a little weaker. The concern for a lot of people has been a stronger dollar. And it's not an illegitimate concern because the the, the one-year pattern of the dollar is not bad. It's actually putting in a, a somewhat series of higher highs and higher lows, okay? Technically, it looks okay until until you you get back out and look at the three-year chart and it's death warmed over. I mean, yeah, it's above the 200-day, but my God, the dollar's been hit hard in the last three years. So uh, anyway, gold today took advantage of that move lower uh, in rates in the dollar. It was up $26 an ounce today, $18.21, still, below, still well below its 200-day moving average. Silver also still well below its 200-day moving average. But up 54 cents, big move higher there at uh, 24.09 an ounce. Copper today also up seven cents a pound at 4.32 a pound. We love copper and silver here and gold. Uh, miners today, boom, up 3.7 percent again. GDX still below the 200-day. Boy, it's hard for us to act there. You know, that's an important level for the VRA investing system. But uh, you know, we we own them. We own the miners for sure. So it's good to see them go up. We think that move is going to continue, but. It's been it's been tough owning this group. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie about that. Oil today up a dollar thirty a barrel again, sixty eight seventy two. This hurricane coming in. We'll see what happens there. Again, prayers and prayers and wishes for everybody. Ida, Hurricane Ida, not Ada, Hurricane Ida. Uh, just uh, hope that uh, this thing uh, misses. But again, for those that are worried about the markets and how they get hit around geopolitical events or natural disasters in America. Uh, these are all almost always short-term events only, right? These 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 really don't have long-term lasting ramifications. Be Afghanistan or here, but uh, a short-term certainly. But that's really about it. Uh, that's what history tells you anyway. Uh, finally today, Bitcoin up a hundred. Uh, excuse me, up fourteen forty-one. Uh, a Bitcoin at forty-eight thousand three eighty-eight. It's staying above that two hundred-day moving average right now. Is at about forty-six thousand. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens with uh, the biggie, of course, next is uh, China and Taiwan, uh, because if that if that's if that really becomes an issue, if, if China makes a strong move there, uh, Bitcoin's going to serve. There'll be no better investment to own than Bitcoin and, and probably uh, probably other cryptos as well. Uh, you know, we're uh, we're a fan of either two here. So I, I know Tyler really is. OK, folks, that's it. Again, uh, uh, just um, if you see a veteran. Tell them thank you for the service. If you know someone that served, this, these are really tough times for them. And uh, they just know that things aren't getting better. It's not, it's not just that, you know, we had 13 service members die yesterday unjustly for no reason whatsoever uh, in, a, in a treasonous event for our, for our coward in chief. But it's what's happening next. And now they're being forced to take these vaccinations. I mean, this is like... This is like satanic stuff right here, folks. It really is. So uh, let them know you love them. Folks, I hope you have a good weekend. And uh, uh, come back and join us. We'll see you next week. As always, we appreciate you listening. Bye-bye.